Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome or welcome back to the Manifesting Gaia podcast, your source for all things spiritual and all things debunking so that you can live your most optimal life. If you are listening to the show on any podcasting platform that allows you to rate the show, please give the show five stars and subscribe to the show if possible and follow all my social medias. My Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram are at Manifesting Gaia and my YouTube channel is Manifested Vanessa and all the links will be in the show notes. And if you are interested in supporting the show, Monthly payments as low as 99 cents a month will be available as well in the show notes and I appreciate everybody who decides to donate. What's up you guys? I hope you guys are doing great today. I hope that you have or had a good morning, afternoon, or night whenever you're listening to this, wherever you are. I just want to start by saying a lot of people keep asking me if I have a schedule or if I upload randomly. Guys, it's every other Sunday. It's two episodes a month. I've been consistent with that schedule. Well, actually, since I've started this podcast, it's always been on Sundays, except for like once or twice when uploading late and I uploaded on a Monday, but I've never uploaded on a Wednesday or a Friday. But two episodes a month every other week has been consistent, has been my schedule since October. So please don't play with me. Don't downplay my consistency. I feel like people think because somebody isn't uploading every other day or every week, what's your schedule? It's like, just look at the date. That's what I have time for right now. So that's what you guys are getting. Anyways, this episode is a requested one. Let me actually read the comment. This is from my TikTok. They said, can you do a podcast episode on embodying the state because it confuses me? Like, how do I embody someone that wants commitment? I'm confused. Yes, girl. So state and embodiment are the same thing. State of being is who you're being. We are human beings. We're always being someone. Being is our natural state. As long as you're existing, you're being. And embodiment is the same thing. In this body, who am I being? Who am I embodying as a human being in a human body? I have a YouTube video on how to be. I uploaded it about two weeks ago, so you should check it out. My YouTube is Manifested Finesset. As we know, reality is perception. And your perception of things is based off your self-concept, who you think you are in relation to the world around you, what you think you're worthy of having, which will then influence how you see the world around you, and how worthy, capable, and powerful you view yourself of being able to have, be, and do what you want and sustain that experience in your reality. So if you're someone who is just negative and defensive, let's say you have this story that people are snakes, nobody has good intentions, the only thing people want is to use and steal from other people, the world is out to get you, etc. Which a lot of people operate under that mindset and identity, which is really sad. But if that's you and I text you, what's good? I'm just like, what's good? To that person with that perception of themselves and the world, because whenever you think of something, 100% of the time, you're thinking of yourself in relation to it because our minds are very me, 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 self-orientated because you only experience the world through yourself and your consciousness, so that makes sense. You only know the world, you only know ideas through you. So you're going to take my message as an attack. Like I'm asking you what's good in a sense like, do we have a problem? Not like, hey, what's up? I'm checking in on you because that's what you think you're worthy of experiencing. So it becomes what you expect. It's your new identity. When you interact with your physical world, that's what you expect all the time is negativity, struggle, snakeness, whatever. You don't see yourself as a person who people are sweet to, or you don't view the world through the lens of that perception. Like the world is so sweet. It's so loving. It's so abundant. So now because of your low self-concept, 
you feel crappy, right? Because now you think I wanna press you or I wanna fight with you. So now your story of me, now your perception of me based on what you've gathered from this situation, which is just based on your self-concept, like what you think you're worthy of, who you think you are, what you think of the world. You think of me as somebody who has problems with you. Like I have a problem with you. And because that's all you're aware of, that's what's gonna keep growing in your reality. And I will end up having problems with you because everyone in the world is a mirror of your perception. And your assumptions. An assumption is something you believe as true without proof or evidence of it. And assumptions are what create a reality according to law of assumption. What we assume to be true will be true regardless of what is going on right now in the physical world because when you have an assumption of something, you ignore the quote-unquote evidence of your senses even though what you're experiencing with your five senses is never evidence because it's behind your mind. Your mind decides and then the physical world follows. But otherwise, it wouldn't be an assumption. And what you assume is closely related to your self-conception, which is what you think you're worthy of receiving and how powerful, capable, and worthy you think you are of creating and sustaining change in your reality again. So with that identity, that person will only receive what they identify as, which is what they believe about themselves, that area of their life, and the world around them. So if you identify with living in a world where people are snakes and use other people and you can't trust anyone, self-concept starts mentally. It starts in the mental, but then it pushes out in behaviors. You can tell a person's self-concept through a behavior. You know, the things they say, the things they do. If you're hanging out with a friend and they have low self-concept in relation to love, for example, and they're always checking their phone to see if this person texted them, or they can't help but talk about boys or girls like every time you hang out with them. Or with money, if they never show up to events because they're like, oh, I don't have money, like they never have money. Even if you know they just got paid, they're just like stingy because they have this perception of the world based on the worth. The reason they don't have money is because they don't think they're worthy more. They can't comprehend. It doesn't make sense. They think they're worthy of struggle. They think that's how life works. So reality reflects that by materializing their identity and they don't get money. So then they start doing behaviors that match with that low self-worth, which is like, I can't hang out with my friends even though I have enough because I see money as a scarce thing. So this person with this negative identity that has all these bad ideas and views on the world and people in the world and themselves is always going to be living in survival mode and constantly self-sabotaging because they don't want to experience the world that they live in. They don't want to experience snakes and fake people, even though that's what they keep telling themselves the world is, and they're scared, right? And the whole point is that they're constantly selecting that experience. They're they're selecting the world that they live in. They keep selecting, they keep saying to themselves the world is negative, the world is bad. So they keep selecting that experience because they entertain that identity every day. Every day they wake up, it doesn't matter where they are, who they're with, family, friends, partner, co-workers, whatever, they keep entertaining that identity. They don't change. They're living in the same identity that people are snakes. People will use you. People aren't good. They never entertain the idea that maybe people are good or maybe I can have friends or maybe I can be friends with people and they'll actually be good. No. So they're going to text me back, the person who asked them what's good and maybe cuss me out or maybe be like, what is good? Like, what's, what's up? What's the problem? Now me, who doesn't have that identity of the world, who, you know, I was texting them from an optimistic, you know, check on your friends, 
love your friends, show gratitude, people are good, I'm a good person, and I experience good, so I want to give it back, I'm going to be like, what is she talking about? Because when your identity doesn't align with something, that's especially that's showing up in your physical reality, it's not going to make sense, and your mind will automatically reject it. You're not going to sit there and overanalyze it. I'm not going to sit there and be like, what does she mean? What is this? What is this? Like, why is she mad? Because my identity isn't in the same low place as her. I don't view the world through negativity. It doesn't make sense for me who I was just reaching out to somebody that I love to accept that low identity or low self-concept of her because mine is too high. So the person who requested this episode asked about love. They said, how do I embody somebody who wants, I think they meant has, has commitment, meaning is committed to in a relationship? Because with the law of assumption, you're going to hear a lot of, you have to become the person or live as if, embody, be this person, you know, identify with them. First, you have to understand the identities are inside of you. They're not something you're striving for. So this negative person that I made up that I keep talking about, they have the potential to see themselves and the world differently. A lot of people who are positive today usually have a story that started out with them being negative. Like I grew up negative. I was always the pessimist. I didn't believe that I could be successful. I didn't believe that I would fall in love, you know, and they had to change. They had to stop identifying with that because now they're in love. Now they're successful because they changed. And again, reality is a mirror of your identity selection. And of course, people get stuck in the habit of if you're a negative person, you're not going to have experiences to make you feel better because the world is a mirror. If obviously, if you had better experiences, that which isn't even true, like you could give a negative person flowers and they'd be like, I hate flowers. Why you give it to me? Like whatever. So you will really only connect to negativity. Your brain searches for evidence of what you think is true, the beliefs you hold dominant. So if your dominant belief is the world sucks, your brain is literally going to be a magnet for experiences that keep you in that brain loop, that inner self dialogue, right? So you have to change independently of your physical reality because physical reality isn't going to show you an identity that you've never picked up. That's why you'll hear there's already a version of you living your dream life. Or if you desire something, it's because there's a version of you that already has it. And that's because there is. It is the identity within you. It is the person with the identity you would have if you had what you wanted. That is who is living your dream life. The version of you who is abundant, who is adored, who is lucky. So you're constantly jumping in and out of identities. You have an identity with your parents, your best friends, your coworkers, your boss, a first date, a partner that you've had for 10 years. You're different with all of those things. You pick up a new identity. You're constantly always switching who you're being as a means to affect the outcome in each situation. So for example, you know with your boss, you have to be more professional versus your friends. You can be rambunctious because you have the story that this is what's acceptable for the situation versus this one. So in love or any area of your life, you're selecting what identity of you is acceptable. If you had commitment or abundance or your desired weight, what version of you would be acceptable? How would you think of yourself? Because outside doesn't tell you how to show up you do. People give their power away when they don't think that they're worthy, but it's you. No one tells you to have a different identity or personality because Dr. Joe Dispenza says your personality creates your personal reality. It is your personal reality, but nobody tells you to have a different identity. You change according to what you think, according to what you think, according to who you think you should be, according to what you think you're worthy of. Some people shrink in the love department. They start showing up codependent, 
anxiously attached, no self-worth, waiting eight hours for a response. And if that's their self-concept or identity in love, their thoughts, emotions, and behaviors start to align with that. So they start taking low self-concept behaviors because your behaviors are a reflection of your self-concept to what you think you're worthy of. They start waiting for calls, spamming people with paragraphs, asking people, are you seeing anyone else? So it all starts in the mind. Low self-concept is the effect of you not having a stable identity. It's you letting the world run you when the world only shows you who you're being. So if you knew you were worthy of commitment, how differently would you show up in your mind, body, behaviors? How differently would you show up in your mind, in your body, which is behaviors, and in your spirit, which is emotions, which you can change the emotions through nervous system regulation. You have to create the identity. The way I say to do it is envision or write down the version of you that has what they want, but identity-wise. So if your goals are money, love, and career, how do they feel, number one? And how do they feel having these things in their life? They feel accomplished, loved, wanted, chosen, successful. That's all within you. If you just conjured it up mentally or physically on paper, then it's within you. Then you can conjure it up bodily because your body is controlled by the subconscious mind and subconscious mind is beliefs. And if you don't believe you're worthy, then it's going to be hard to feel that, right? But when you change that self-concept, it's going to be easier for you to feel into any identity that you want because you know you're worthy of it. You know that you're worthy of commitment. So now is redefining what you think you deserve and how you see the world. You have to tell yourself and repeatedly focus on that identity. I deserve commitment. Love gets to be easy. I am worthy of commitment and love. And I'm worthy of commitment and love because I'm committed to myself and love myself. Remember, we're giving these things to ourselves first because the mind has to be familiar with it to search for it. When it's looking for evidence, it's looking of evidence of what you tell yourself the most. So you have to tell it what you're looking for. You have to tell it you deserve the commitment. You have to tell it you're already committed to. You're already wealthy. You already have the good career. You're already successful. You're already famous. Then you're changing how you view the world. You're not complaining that love is hard to find in this generation. No, that doesn't make sense to the identity of you who is experiencing love, who is experiencing commitment. Like I said, when it doesn't align, your mind instantly rejects it, whether it's negative or positive. Then you cut out behaviors that don't make sense to the identity of you that you embody. You gotta ask yourself, when you're moving throughout your day, when you're talking to people, when you're doing behaviors, when you have urges, what what are you thinking when you're not consciously implementing these new stories? You have to ask yourself, does this make sense to the identity of me that has XYZ? Does it make sense to the identity of you that you want to embody? No complaining, no reacting to unfavorable things. Like I said, nervous system regulation twice a day can help with that with the reacting. But that's identity work. You decide what you want. What are the feelings you have associated with it? How are the things you're doing in your day-to-day aligning with that person and making you feel those feelings? And are the things you're doing day-to-day making you feel better about yourself, making you feel better about that reality? then you entertain it in your mind. You you entertain the outcome that you want in your mind. You're already talking to yourself in your head all day. That's how you created this identity. So don't tell me you can't do it. It takes the same amount of energy to be negative and stay in a low identity where you feel like crap every day as it does to feel good and to identify with good. It doesn't feel good to identify with lack or struggle. It's actually paining and exhausting. So make the shift. You're always playing different identities, again, based on what you want to experience. So you know how to do it. If you had it, you'd be chill you'd be happy you'd be in love with life so how do you operate as commitment or money being a normal experience it starts within you before outside of you and your motivation has to stop being outside of you 
because results outside are inconsistent because we can't see the whole world. You cannot see your person thinking of committing to you or being prepared to commit to you or going to bed tonight and saying, oh, I'm committing to her tomorrow. I'm going to break contact and text her tomorrow. I'm going to come back for her because if you don't entertain that, it's not going to happen. So you always have to go within and you have to stop doing it to get the physical stuff. You do it because it feels better than not doing it. That's what Bashar says. Don't give any reason other than because it feels better than not doing it to do something. That's the mark of change. That's when you know your reality's changed. Is when the outside isn't controlling what you do, how you think, how you feel, how you behave. But you're being driven by a vision of the future. Like Dr. Joe Spencer says, if you're not being controlled by the memories of the past or what your past was like, then you're being driven by a vision of the future, which is what you should be doing. If you want commitment, you got to start being that person now. And that is all I have for you guys today. Hope you guys enjoyed. If you did, rate the podcast, follow the podcast. I enjoy talking to you guys every other week. And yeah, thanks for tuning in today. I hope you guys understand how to embody and I hope you start doing it. When you know what you want, you start right away. Is what I'm doing, is what I'm thinking, is what I'm saying, the conversations I'm having, the people I'm interacting with, is the version of me, is the identity of me who has what I want or who I want to be. Is this making me like them? And then you make the changes. Remember, you can have anything you want in this universe. Nothing's too big, small, wide, or expensive. I believe in you. You should believe in you. And I'll talk to you in my next episode. Bye-bye.